These are the Rural Generalist Supervisors of the Loddon Mallee region, training tomorrow's medical workforce across the northwest of Victoria. These supervisors take the specialist skills they've honed over an entire career and mentor, train and guide rural generalists towards a dynamic and fulfilling career in medicine. Dr. Simon Judkins is the Director of Emergency at Echuca Regional Health. He took up this position in the middle of last year's lockdown and has seen the value in building a mix of specialists and rural generalists within Echuca's ED. This approach provides a great environment for trainees to build their skills with the opportunity for a diverse range of practitioners there to supervise and mentor the next generation of rural generalists. I think I've been working in emergency departments and emergency medicine for a long time. And up until, you know, uh, I suppose uh, late last year, it's been in tertiary hospitals in and around Melbourne. I've done a bit of work in uh, Albury-Rodongo and a few other, and Ballarat, Bendigo across a, a long time. But in my role at um, the Australasian College for Emergency Medicine, we were doing a lot about work about regional rural workforce um, and trying to look at um, how we can get more emergency physicians and trainees to really sort of supplement the workforce out there that's uh, working in the, these, the emergency departments. And I uh, thought it was about time that um, if I'm talking the talk, I better walk the walk. Um, so late last year during COVID, I um, managed to get a pass to be able to come and visit Echuca and met the team up here and, and thought it was a, you know, a nice fit. So I started doing some work in around in Echuca in about, uh, not November of last year, late October, November of last year, and, and they were looking for an ED director. So uh, I finally signed up and took on that role um, at the end of February. So I've been the director here for the last two months. What role do rural generalists play in running the ED here? They're a pivotal part of the team. I mean, a rural ED really is looking at a, a combination of staffing, and that's what we're trying to achieve here at, at Chuga, a bit of a hybrid model of having you know, the emergency physicians, rural generalists, and some of our local GPs really sort of forming a, a bit of a team because everybody brings different skill sets, different knowledge, different background, and I think in this sort of environment, you know, having a combined team actually works really nicely. Would you have a lot of trainees cycling through here? There's a mix of trainees. So we, at the moment, have uh, some uh, GP trainees coming through the department at the moment. We've got some trainees who are doing their um, ASIM diplomas, but also some ACRAM um, trainees as well doing the, um, their training also. So it's nice to have that combination of people doing different training, but they're, essentially they're all after the same sort of thing, building up their skill base and building up their emergency medicine you know, skills and knowledge. So it's a, it's a good environment to be working in for education and training. What's the importance of developing those emergency skills for rural generalists in particular who are going out to perhaps smaller communities than somewhere like Echuca? Well, I think it's pivotal. I mean, they're going to be on the front line and when, uh, you know, there's a car accident in the middle of the night or somebody um, brings their child in with croup or, you know, severe bronchiolitis, they need to have those, you know, emergency medicine skills and that confidence in being able to, to deal with those critical situations. So, you know, I think it's incredibly important. I think that the, the tricky thing is, of course, is maintaining the skills. And, you know, if you're only coming across these sort of critical events, you know, on an occasional basis, it is, it is difficult to maintain the skills. Skills. And so, you know, we're very cognizant about the fact we do like to get some of our GPs, you know, they do still rotate through the emergency department and do shifts as well, just to sort of keep in touch and, and make sure they can maintain those skills. I think it's a really critical part of, you know, the role of the rural generalist to have ED, sorry, emergency medical skills. How does supervision work into your workday? 
So we have a clinical supervision on the floor. We are at the point where we're trying to have a senior medical staff, um, either a, an emergency physician from ASIM or a rural generalist or ACRAM specialist working as part of the team. So we, we are aiming to have a senior staff person, somebody skilled in or trained in emergency medicine from 8 o'clock in the morning till um, midnight and then on call after hours. So there's always somebody senior around for the trainees to be able to liaise with and, and learn from. Do you get anything out of supervising trainees? Yeah, it's really quite exciting. For me, I think my the last few years of my career have been very much administrative sort of roles. I was president of the Australasian College for Emergency Medicine and deputy director and acting director at the Austin. And working in a, um, a tertiary ED, it was the relationship with the trainees was quite different. And certainly being in a lot of those admin roles, it was we didn't get the opportunities. But what I really enjoy here is you actually got quite a you know, bit of time to actually sit down with the trainees. Whenever there's a procedure to be done, you know, you can actually go through with the trainee to, and spend a bit of time explaining, you know, the pros and cons, the different options. So it is a really um, good environment, both for the trainee to get to do lots of procedures and uh, and also for the supervisors to actually have time to actually uh, teach. So I think it, it is a nice um, sort of synergistic relationship we've got when it comes to supervision. How does that dynamic shape the training experience out here? I think it is a, it's an environment where I think you've actually got time, which I think is really important. Because you're working with consultants very closely and it's very much one-on-one, you know, working in a big tertiary place, there's there'll be eight trainees on and there'll be five or six consultants and, and it can be quite a um, time-pressured environment. Whereas I think here, that one-on-one relationship allows you to actually go through things in a lot more detail. So I think that's that's one of the real benefits. I think there's also a really good opportunity because there's less time pressures for the the trainees to actually take on more of a leadership role and actually run the shifts with the supervision of the consultant as well. So I think that's really helpful because eventually, you know, everybody needs to, you know, be in charge. And so there really really is good opportunities for the the trainees to really, you know, push themselves and expand their repertoire, particularly around running the ED and making critical decisions with the close supervision of the consultant who can sort of, you know, give them that level of support. So I think that that sort of um, is really important. And of course, you know, they still rotate occasionally through night shifts as well. At the moment, we're looking how we do our night shift rosters. But again, that gives them a, an opportunity to run the department with the, uh, the backup of a consultant at the end of the phone. Or, you know, most of us are only two minutes down the road. So it's very easy to come in when we need to. Have you seen any standout attributes with trainees coming through emergency departments over the years? Emergency medicine, working in EDs, I think there is a certain sort of skill set or a certain, as you said, personal attributes. You've got to be able to multitask. You have to be confident in your decision making. I think you need to be flexible and adaptable. And also, I think there is, you know, it's the nature of emergency medicine. You need to be able to actually absorb a level of risk because, you know, it is an environment where things can change. And you need to, you know, be able to, I suppose, adapt with that. And it does take a little bit of resilience as well, because I think sometimes with emergency medicine, you know, you're seeing patients acutely and things can evolve and change. And you need to realise that, you know, you may not get the right diagnosis the first time every time, but it's about stabilising patients and making sure they get to the right destination. I think one of the really interesting things working in this environment is having to make those decisions, for example, about who can stay in the hospital and who needs to be transported out. And that's always a challenging decision as well. So I think you know, understanding risk, understanding 
how illnesses can change and progress and understanding the risk of that individual patient and working, trying to work out, you know, where the best place for them to be is, is, is a really important skill set for anybody working in a regional rural facility. I know it's early days, you've been here less than a year, but what's your experience been with all the trainees here? Oh, look, I've really, really enjoyed it. I think there is an interesting mix, like any place, you know, we have the, you know, starting off from the interns and we have a number of docs who are um, international medical graduates at different skill levels. And then we've got, you know, our um, uh, the trainees as well. So I think it's been a really positive experience for me. I've really enjoyed it. And you really do get that opportunity to, to build relationships with the trainees because, as I said, there's, um, you know, it's a small department and there's enough time to be able to build those relationships with the trainees. So I think that's been the really interesting thing and just watching how people develop their skills over that period of time and uh, picking up new knowledge. It's been um, as a positive experience. What would you say to someone who's looking at taking on some kind of supervision role? Oh, look, I'd say um, it's a really positive thing to do. I think it's an, that opportunity to actually, you know, give something back to the system and obviously, you know, teach the new generation of docs. You know, I think there is great opportunity for people who have got skills and knowledge to necessarily saying, like, you know, you don't need to pack up and, and move your whole family and, and box and dice. Some some people might choose to do that. But I think there's so much opportunity for people to make a significant contribution. And as I said, really make a regional rural health service emergency department a really attractive place to be. I think the junior doctors really enjoy the experience, but I think it's also incredibly important that they have the, the supervision from the seniors. And so I would, you know, appeal to anybody um, who is interested in trying to make a difference and make a significant contribution to the, the healthcare system to take up an opportunity like this, because it's all positive. It's really uh, interesting. It's good fun. And you feel like you're making a difference every day you come to work. For me, I think sometimes in that big and busy environment that we have in some of our big city hospitals, you feel like you do lose some of your clinical skills because there's a lot of, you know, sometimes people talk about it being about like traffic management. But I think there's a great opportunity, not only for the trainees, but also for for clinicians who want to actually be clinicians and see patients and have time to actually, you know, care for them. And And there's a lot of complexity um, in a place like this because trying to access the right services for people, making sure that they can get to their specialists and trying to balance that need of staying locally uh, or accessing tertiary services. There's a lot of challenges, but um, as I said, really enjoyable, really rewarding environment. And um, I would suggest that anybody who's looking for a bit of a change in their their career to, to come and have a chat. Thanks to Dr. Judkins for talking about his work and to you for listening. If you're interested in becoming a supervisor or joining the Victorian Rural Generalist Program, head to vicruralgeneralist.com.au. We're also on Facebook and Twitter, and links to everything are in the show notes. You can listen to more stories from Rural Generalist Supervisors by subscribing on your podcast app of choice, where you'll find new episodes every week. Finally, this podcast has been made possible by funding from the Victorian Department of Health, through the Loddon Mallee's Rural Generalist Program, Murray City Country Coast GP Training, and Monash University's Northwest Victorian Regional Training Hub, funded through the Commonwealth Department of Health's Rural Health Multidisciplinary Training Program.